Welcome to the Smeichel Speaks podcast channel. I'm Joanne Smeichel, and I'm delighted that you tuned in for relevant leadership learning that will help you continue to soar. Enjoy this episode. Well, on this podcast, we're going to be talking about healing and wholeness with Dr. Catherine Neal. She has graciously uh, decided to come back on the Smichael Speaks podcast channel. If you're a regular listener, you'll remember that she is the founder of Cornerstone Psychological Associates in Columbia, Maryland, and that she treats people just like you and I and helps us to heal and to become more whole. Welcome back, Dr. Neal. Thank you. Good to be back. This time, let's let's get to it. Um, okay. Let's get to it. Uh, what do healing and wholeness look like in mm. real time? I think it's worth asking, like, this is your one and only life, right? So what do you want to be resilient for, right? What do you want to be resilient for? Why be resilient? Why face challenges, right? Why... And I, you know, Freud said work and love. Hmm. And it's, you know, that when we're on our deathbed, it's about relationships. It's about having loved and been loved. It's about finding something meaningful. It's about, for a lot of people, it's about giving back. So what do you have in your life that gives your life meaning, right? What do you have that, gets you out of bed in the morning? Why, why are you here? And for some people, that's a spiritual question. For some people, it's it, it's about helping other people. Um, for some people, it's about a creative pursuit that's deeply satisfying. Um, so what, what do you want to be resilient for, right? And I think if you can think about that, then the process of developing resilience becomes something that you really want to do. As as you talk about the things that you just said about, essentially about purpose, you know, why you get up in the morning, things like that, you see those things as ways of healing, as ways of becoming whole or staying whole? Help me understand well, that. Well, I think, I think there are reasons for bothering, right, right? I mean, it's hard work because therapy's hard work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, doing things that are challenging and stressful. If you don't have a purpose or a meaning for doing it, <laughs> it's hard to do the work, mm-hmm. right? So it's sort of the impetus or the motivation. Does purpose or do purpose and meaning? evolve? Do they change over time? Yeah, I mean, I think as we mature, our values change, our purpose changes, our meaning changes. I think the most interesting people I've ever met are always trying to figure out what they want to be when they grow up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. One of the things that you said in one of the earlier podcasts is rigidity and inflexibility impede our ability to be resilient. Mm-hmm. Does that also mean that not being able or being willing to evolve and to morph into something else could impede 
healing yeah. and wholeness? Well, we're, we all have these this tension between wanting to protect ourselves and keep ourselves safe and wanting to grow and change. And change is not easy mm-hmm. and it's scary. And, you know, sometimes we choose to stay, you know, to build our wall <laughs> and mm-hmm. stay inside, right? But it's that old adage that the the walls that you build to keep, you know, the <laughs> the the bad things out become your prison walls and they keep you stuck in, right? And I, I, I think we all have that tension between wanting to be safe and protected and wanting to grow. And so some of the things that impede us are the it, it's the fear, right? It's the it, it's always about fear. fear. Mm-hmm. It's always about fear. Fear of rejection. We're and again, we're social creatures. So it's fear of the bear in the woods, right? Mm-hmm. But it's really mostly interpersonal fear. Right? We're pretty we're we're pretty safe here in the first world for the most part. I mean, mm-hmm. not you know, I I I don't want to I mean, that's a whole nother conversation. We're not entirely safe. And there's a COVID now, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, there are dangerous things happening. But we're safer than we have ever been before. But we're not emotionally that safe, right? Hmm. There's a lot of isolation. There's um, social media. Um, more than ever, right, Th- these social things, you know, we're not face-to-face, so, you know, how many likes did I get and humiliation, rejection, abandonment, right? These are the things that keep us from being safe. So I, the desire to stay protected inhibits our natural capacity for resilience. And so does that also... Keeps us from wanting to lean in, right? Okay. So then that also from what you're saying means that that keeps us from healing whatever our wounds are if we are always protected if we're fearful is that exactly Mm -hmm. okay yeah okay i'm curious about we might not even know we have wounds right if we're just functioning and we're doing what we're told and we're just trained to keep our head down and do what we need to do to survive, right? Then we're in survival mode. Mm-hmm. So then that would seem to me that that would make healing almost impossible if we don't have the self-awareness mm-hmm. to know that I'm wounded. Mm-hmm. And am I on track with that? Yeah. Because why am I wounded? Nothing to see here, folks. Everything looks good. Mm-hmm. I've got it all together. Right. Mm-hmm. We see this a lot in alcoholic families in particular, right? As long as things look good on the outside, then doesn't matter what's on the inside, right? Mm-hmm. We just keep it together. And, you know, I mean, a lot of what we do to protect ourselves is to stuff our feelings down and to not pay attention to the fact that we're not okay, mm-hmm. that we're hurting inside. We're numb. We're disconnected. We're getting drunk. So we're, we, we don't have those signals that tell us. You're not okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. And we need those. Right. Right. We need those signals because unless we get the signal, hey, I'm not okay here. I'm really sad. I'm really afraid. I'm really angry. Mm -hmm. Then we can't start healing. 
So I'm curious, you mentioned that that's common with alcoholics. Do you see it among people who are not alcoholics? Because I can imagine that somebody is listening to this and saying, oh, well, that doesn't apply to me. I'm not an alcoholic. Any dysfunction, anything, Mm -hmm. any, any dysfunction. Mm-hmm. Right. That. So stay, staying disconnected is kind of an impediment. Well, not kind of. It is mm-hmm. an impediment to really being whole in our lives. Mm-hmm. One of the observations that I see a lot with uh, senior people, and I don't mean senior older, I mean senior executives that I work with, is this idea that I have to put on the brave face. Mm. I have to lead this organization into the future, even though Mm -hmm. I am afraid or even though I'm exhausted and depleted. Mm -hmm. How does a person like that, who has truly all eyes on them, truly, who's responsible for, you know, a multimillion dollar enterprise or a huge profit center or, you know, I work with a lot of physicians who's responsible for a huge Mm -hmm. research grant or who's responsible for patient care. How does that person stop and take care of healing and and becoming whole? Right. It's a lonely place to be, right? If you can only put forth this ambassador, right? And you're constantly curating your image and you you can never show Never mm-hmm. let them see you sweat, right? Right, right. Right. That's a lonely place to be, and it just—it's self-reinforcing, right? Because then you're only, then people can only see this perfection, and <laughs> right. And then the more you hide, the more you feel like you have to hide. Mm-hmm. So, is there a way to break that that pattern and that that path? You know, I I think vulnerability can be an extremely powerful thing if it's done with enough trust and safety, uh-huh. right? I mean, people who overly self-disclose, you know, it's not helpful. You have to be careful about it. But somebody saying something that's vulnerable, a leader saying, hey, you know, our business is really suffering here. This is COVID. We're going to have to adapt. We don't know what the future is. And... I'm running this company, but and I've got some ideas, and I'm going to roll up my sleeves and work on it. But I'm scared too. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That can be extremely powerful if it's done well, right? To let people see that you're human. Uh-huh. Powerful for the leader and both. powerful. Absolutely both. Yeah. Yeah. Good, yeah. good question. Yeah. Yeah. So that because then you're you're in you're in it together, right? And people need to see your vision, but they also need the motivation, right? So this sense of where it's it's creating this the sense of the team, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And it's authentic, and people can smell inauthenticity right. a mile away. Right. Does any of this healing, wholeness, health, you know, well-being, is there any connection to empathy? Well, I think empathy is a superpower. <laughs> it really is, right? Because when you have empathy, not everything's about you. Uh-huh. Um, you're connected to the rest of humanity. Right? It can be a little bit um, painful sometimes, right? Because every 
thing that happened, you know, everybody else is suffering, <laughs> you, you know, mm-hmm. you don't want to over identify with it. But when you can put yourself in a different, you know, this idea of subjective realities, right, mm-hmm. that everybody's, you know, I, I haven't walked a mile in their shoes, but mm-hmm. if I could walk a mile in their shoes, I could understand why they're feeling what they're feeling. I could understand where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. I could imagine myself in that situation. That's another human being. Mm-hmm. And then we can't other, right? We can't other that person. We can't diminish them. We can't say, well, they're just lazy, stupid, ignorant, right? That you, you, you can't do that when you have empathy. Mm-hmm. And so now you're connected. And, and and now you can relate to them. Now you can understand yourself better because, but for the grace of God, go I. Mm-hmm. So this whole idea that empathy is a component of healing and wholeness, it sounds like from what you're saying, it's also a component of connectedness to other people. Is that, am I? Empathy or? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And those connections do what in terms of helping me to heal? They build trust. Mm -hmm. It's hard to have empathy for other people if you don't have compassion for yourself. So, Dr. Neal, I want to go back to what you said, that empathy is a superpower. How is empathy a superpower? Mm -hmm. And specifically, how is it a superpower that helps us heal and be whole Mm -hmm. people? Well, I think empathy connects us to our humanity, right? And it's the great equalizer because when we have empathy for other people, we we have to see their humanity, right? And and empathy's not about, well, that's what I would feel, right? It's not a projection of what we would feel. Somebody might feel something very different, but it it you do need to use your own. <laughs> you know, understanding of what it is to be human in order to have empathy for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it, it really does, you know, it it doesn't mean that we're the same. In fact, I think it makes it easier to really think about how we are different, but it, it connects us in terms of our humanity. We can't dismiss an individual or a group of people if we really have empathy. So... I'm... And it, 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 it keeps us from being cut off, uh-huh. right? It keeps us from being cut off. So you just anticipated my next question, mm-hmm. which was the whole connection between empathy, not being isolated, and right. those two things being a factor in healing, staying healthy, mentally healthy, and being whole people. Yeah. So there is a connection there. Yeah. Oh, we lose so much when we don't have empathy, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate you bringing empathy into this and helping, uh, well, for me, helping me to kind of come back to that as a superpower that mm-hmm. I want to develop more of, that I want to have more of, uh, just as a person, as a, you know, somebody who believes in service, but also as a person who wants to stay healthy and stay Mm -hmm. whole and stay well Mm -hmm. mentally and psychologically. So thanks for putting that on the table. You've given us a lot of things to think about in terms of cultivating uh, 
furthering, enhancing our healing as people um, in terms of being aware of the fact that we may need to heal and in terms of being whole. So I want to really say thank you for that. Uh, those are important pieces, I think, not just for leaders, mm-hmm. not just for the leaders that I work with, but just for human beings. So thank you for sharing that with mm-hmm. us. Dr. Neal, we're going to wrap up now. And I want to just say thank you, thank you, thank you for coming back to the Smichael Speaks podcast channel. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your insights. Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you. It's good to be here. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope you got tools that you'll actually use and share. Subscribe if you haven't already. I add new and relevant leadership learning all of the time. If you haven't visited the Smichael Speaks YouTube channel, check it out. There's all sorts of new content. All of this is virtual leadership learning that will help you soar.